Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, here we go again. I was breathing in the same air as an NHL player last night, Bryce. Whoa! I was in the same room. Unbelievable. Number 14 from your Edmonton Oilers, Matez Ekholm. Yeah, he's good. He looks like a giant on ice. He's got a handsome beard. Maybe the finest oh, yeah. beard in the NHL at the moment. He's got a great beard. and Very well manicured. You know what's funny, though? Like, he's super tall. Like that picture, I'm standing next to him, and he's... He must be 6'5". Like, he's really tall. But he's not as bulky as I thought. Like, I thought he was going to be really wide and just large. But no, he's very lean and tall. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way the NHL's changed in the last few years. It used to be like they were just brick houses. I know. Those guys. And now it's more about speed. Well, goalies are... finesse. Yeah, but goalies are massive now, too. Yeah, they're big boys. Like, you used to be able to be a 5'10 goalie, but if you're not if you're not cracking 6'2 now, they're not even going to look at you. And the way they talk about goalies that are under six feet, they talk yeah. to them like they're shrimps. I know. Like, look at this tiny little baby in that. And they're, they're six the, feet. Yeah. They're the same height as me. And I'm like, oh my God. Am I a tiny little baby man? What is this? Huh. So, anyway, it was um, Matthias Ekholm and his wife, Ida Bjornstad. They're both from Sweden. You don't say. And, yeah. <laughs> and they were, both spoke at this thing last night and they were awesome. Like, the. He, oh boy! Look at the big old crush. No, they were just Garner nice. and Matthias Eckholm <laughs> sitting, sitting in, in a tree. tree. <laughs> um, but they—I don't know—they spoke so nicely about each other. And the really off-putting thing that kind of not off-putting—that's a terrible way to put it—but she spoke first, and she's very, very Swedish. She has a Swedish accent, and then he started chiming in, and I'm like, wait. I'm Googling. He's from Sweden. He he grew up there, but he has not a trace of an accent. It's wild how many NHL guys come from Sweden. And yeah, they kind of, I don't know if they lose their accent or if they're just, they're Canadian accent and they're I, good at fighting. I don't know what it is. Like It's he, wild. Yeah, there's a few of them that you're well, like, what? Well, Leon Dreisaitl, another, he's from Germany, obviously. But when you hear him talk, I, the first time I heard him speak, I'm like, What? That guy's from Germany, and he's no trace of it. Yeah, it's really strange. But then, you know, I got a friend who he's very, very English. He has the English accent. He wasn't even born there. His parents were. So how is it that he still has this English accent or has this English accent, and these guys playing hockey don't? Crazy. Genetics, man. Yeah. What a mystery wrapped in a riddle. And then there are some guys— uh, British people who, when they sing, they lose their accent completely. I think that Alan Cross has done a segment on that. It's really interesting. And then, yeah. So a guy like uh, Noel Gallagher, very British. Oh, yeah. But when he sings, you don't really hear it at all. But yeah. then someone like Damon Albarn from Blur, who's very British, and when he sings, he sounds more British. Yeah. How does that work? 
What would it sound like if Arthur Shelby from Peaky Blinders sang Wonderwall, Bryce? Two days, gonna, gonna be, be the day. day, gonna be back to you. The Peaky Blinders. Wow. Every time I hear him speak now, all I can think about is you doing Arthur Shelby. By order of the Peaky Blinders. Doesn't it sound like it's almost like a... I know. It, it doesn't sound... <laughs> but I think it, it's his real voice. You think so? I think he is extremely British. But that's a, that is an accent. Where is that from? Like that's... That's the... Uh, what are they? Where are they from? Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny because then even uh, the main guy in that show, Killian Murphy, uh-huh. he's got to have that Birmingham accent, but he's actually Irish. So he's got to switch up his accents. It's how people can do that in movies and mm-hmm. TV shows, just turn on and off an accent. Like Margot Robbie, a lot of people had no clue until she was doing all the press for Barbie that she's actually Australian. She is? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. But oh. you hear her talk, <laughs> and she's got the perfect American accent, wow. but no, she's she's an Aussie. Okay. Uh, Arthur Shelby doing Blur Song 2. I got my head checked by a jumbo jet. There you go. Wow. Peaky Blinders. The whole run of that show, every time, because I watched it by myself at home. Well. At any time he came on the screen, Arthur Shelby. I know. And- I, that's my treadmill show, and I'm watching with my headphones on, and I'm I'm mimicking him out loud because it's such an awesome accent. It's so good. Yeah. I'm excited for Tom Hardy to come into the show. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything about his character. I'll just tell you that his accent, he, old marble mouth Tom Hardy. Wow. So he's got a thick accent, and he's kind of mumbles. Yeah. It's that's when I'm going to really need the closed caption. Oh, my God. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, I've got uh, 30 minutes of the final episode of season one to go. So I've still got five ep- uh, five seasons to go. But there's only six episodes per season. Yeah, I had no short. idea. It's really short. So short. I'm plowing through that thing. And guess what? I'm watching it without my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll show her. Garn time. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Okay, now Arthur Shelby from Peaky Blinders talks about Lube City. Would you like synthetic or non-synthetic oil? Okay. That was all right. No, it was, it was I'm fine. feeling I'm losing it Don't now. beat yourself up. Wouldn't that be something if you pulled in there today and the guys from Peaky Blinder were changing your oil? Yeah, they got those crazy hats on with the blades in them. Anyway, there's 27 locations of Lube City. There's probably one near you right now. You can find it if you go to lubecity.ca. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. You know what I've been waiting for a long time for? My hair to grow back. Oh, boy. That sounds like a sore spot. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, Bryce. Oh? Earlier this morning, you were telling us a story. Croquettes? Is that how you say croquettes? Yeah, I don't know exactly what that is still. It's some kind of... Uh, well, Food here. dish. A croquette is a deep-fried roll originating in French cuisine. Yeah, so apparently there's some Japanese ones that use Kobe beef in them. Oh, yeah. And these particular kind in Japan, a box of frozen Kobe beef croquettes, currently have a wait list of 43 years. 43 years. From this one family-run butcher shop. And you were complaining about being waitlisted for Taylor Swift tickets. 43-year wait. 
Uh, so if you're over a certain age, what did I say earlier? Like you if said, thirty five. Thirty five. Forty. I don't know. Maybe we could push it to forty years old. Like if you're forty or under, go ahead and order them. If you're over forty, things aren't looking good for you. Be a weird thing to have to add to your will. Yeah, who gets my croquettes yeah. when they arrive? <laughs> they should be coming in five years. <laughs> so we were just discussing, you know, I'm very impatient. I will wait for nothing. If I go to a restaurant and they're like, uh, it's a 15 minute wait, I'll be like, I'm, I will go elsewhere. And then you spend more time going elsewhere than you would if you just stood around at that place. But I'm super impatient. What would you wait a long time for, Bryce? I have no idea. No idea. No. No, because I'm kind of with you. Patience is not my strong suit. Nope. So you could tell me there's a 43-minute wait for these croquettes, and I would be spinning off this planet. Somebody said 43 years for croquettes? Are they making four a day? I've made croquettes before. I busted out over 100 in an hour. And that's me with no discernible skills or talents. Well, give yourself some credit, because Bryce and I didn't even know what a croquette was. You at least knew what that was. And made yourself some. Yeah, I'm sure they're better than this one from this family-run butcher. Uh, somebody else. I'm on the wait list for a Peace Tower flag from Ottawa. Wait list is 20 years. That was about 15 years ago. I think the wait list is now like 100 years. I've heard about this before. What is what the Peace Tower flag? What's that? There's a guy I know. He got one. Uh, so it's f- the flags they fly on the top of Parliament Hill. Mm-hmm. They f- they fly them for a day or so, and then they bring them down, and they give them to people. And they even mark down when it flew and, and everything. Oh, really? It's actually pretty cool. Oh. And, uh, yeah, people found out about this, and now the wait list to get your flag, it is decades long now. And now people on the wait list are like, shut up and stop talking about the Peace Tower flag, idiots. I can tell you right now, you ain't getting one. No. Your great-great-grandchildren might get one. Hundred years. Wow. Somebody said, my dad waited a year and a half for a kidney donor. Well worth the wait. Yeah, (laughs) I would say that one probably is worth the wait. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody texted and said, waited over two years to adopt our sweet boy. He's 13 today, worth every single minute. Happy birthday, Duncan. That's a good one. Uh, oh, on the topic of the uh, the Peace Tower flags, which I had never heard of until this morning. <laughs> Apparently, the, the wait is now like 100 years. And the thing is, so I didn't know what it was, but it's the flag that they fly on Parliament Hill. They fly it for a day or whatever it is. They take it down and then they mail it to somebody who requested it. Somebody said, I got one of those flags. I sent a letter in high school and then got one in my early 20s. So I don't know what the time span was there. Like, what do you say? Like three or four years you waited for your flag? But you actually had to write a letter. And I think that's what's happening now, too, because you can do everything online. You don't have to get up from your chair to request things. So maybe that's why the wait list is now over 100 years. This person, oh, my God, this one rang so true for me. This is from Randy. I don't even like waiting for my Amazon order. If it's not same day or next day delivery, I'll keep searching for one that is. What has happened to us, Randy? I'm exactly the same way. I get so whiny about it too. When my super obscure guitar part I want to order won't be on my doorstep this afternoon. We've all become kind of of awful, haven't we? 
somebody else said, I'm waiting on a Kickstarter reward that's two years overdue. I'm sure I'm not getting it. I invested 99 US dollars for a pet water fountain slash dish. Oh my God, your dog must be so thirsty by now. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Some people are really patient when they get waitlisted and they have to sit around and wait. Um, somebody said, I waited almost two years for my Ernest Wright scissors. I had to Google Ernest Wright scissors, and they're absolutely beautiful. Scissors? Yeah. As in for cutting paper? No, like dressmaker scissors, sewing scissors. Okay, okay. They're very, they come from, I think, the UK, I think. Huh, I should go back to that website. They're beautiful. Like, they look really kind of old school. They're handmade. Gorgeous. I said, how much are they? Are they expensive? And they said, depends which ones you get, but about 250 bucks Canadian. For scissors? Get out of here. But I guess yeah. it's a tool for Even particular trade. like real mainstream stuff you can go buy in a store right now, scissors are Good ones are expensive. I'll tell you what the longest wait is. Have you ever gotten an oil changed at a car dealership? Oh, For yeah. some reason, it takes three hours to do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a long wait. But that's what that's what your phone is for. Oh. Uh, some <laughs> wait list? I've waited seven years for employee parking at the hospital I work at. In that time, all the free street parking was eliminated and they hiked the public parking prices. I still pay for parking, but it comes off my paycheck. But can we talk about how ridiculous it is that people have to pay to park at a hospital, Marion? Well, it's because people will totally take advantage of the free parking if you don't charge for it. Oh, your wife's having bladder surgery? You should pay for parking here. <laughs> well, you know what it is, Brian? Yes, it sucks. I agree. But if you just make all the parking at a hospital free, nobody's going to take a bus. Nobody's going to ride a bike or walk. Everyone will drive, and then there won't be room for anyone. And I know it sucks, but people can't police themselves. That's the problem. I think it's insane that employees have to pay to park There should be some sort of benefit somehow. I don't know. That seems insane. Uh, How about you, Bryce? Do you wait for anything? I wait for nothing. Yeah. Neither can I. That's just because I have terrible patience. You know what? There's um, there's a world-renowned banjo maker in Horsefly, British Columbia. Horsefly, BC. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Well, I guess that what a maybe name. Williams Lake. It's kind of in that area. But if you look on a map, it is really kind of off the grid. But his name's Jason Romero, and his current wait list for a banjo is five years, maybe. He said that could be longer, and he only opens his wait list for 24 hours, one day a year. That's all you get. Wow. It's like a Saturday Night Live. <laughs> for a banjo maker? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, yeah, for applying for tickets. But I don't know. I couldn't wait. I, I would love to put myself on the wait list for one, but I can't look five months down the road, let alone five years. That gives me a great deal of anxiety. Huh. It's a little ridiculous. I just read some story. Emma Stone, the actress, yeah, she's been trying to get on Jeopardy for years and doing that same thing where you once a year they have the window right. open for. And and, she applies every year. And somebody said, "Why don't you just go on Celebrity Jeopardy?" She's like, "No, I want to do real Jeopardy." So, so kudos to her. Yeah, she's waiting it out. She's got a big brain, I think. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Sitting around waiting for. Two and a half years for a pair of scissors that you ordered. 
Uh, Ernest Wright scissors. We were talking about that a few minutes ago. Somebody said they waited two years for them. And then I'm like, how much are those? And they said $250. And I thought that was reasonable, actually, because they're they're handmade. They're forged from steel. And uh, Bryce seemed to think that was very expensive for a pair of scissors. Sure, if you compare it to, like, if you walked into Staples, you could probably buy a pair of scissors for $7.99. Somebody texted, though, is this true? Hairdressers pay into the thousands of dollars for custom scissors? I had no idea. You come in one day, one of your coworkers is using your $2,000 scissors to cut a piece of duct tape. How would that make you feel? Somebody else said, I've waited 25, or I had to wait 25 years before I could donate blood because I lived in the UK during the height of the BSE crisis, mad cow disease, even though I was vegetarian. Wow. Well, thank you for your patience for waiting it out so you could give the gift of life. Here's another one. Oh, I've heard about this before. This is nuts. I put my unborn child on a daycare wait list, and at the time, the wait lists were two years or more. Her second birthday is coming up, and I just got a call from that daycare that they finally have a spot for me. That's crazy. Daycare wait lists? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This person said, I've waited 40 years to meet my birth mom. And then I wrote back and I'm like, have you met her? How did it go? And they said, met her a few times now. Met my two brothers as well. It went and continues to go well. That's a long wait. Uh, Somebody else. Oh, this one. This is kind of funny, but kind of sad. My friend's dad was on the wait list to whitewater raft the Grand Canyon for two years. His spot came up the same weekend as her graduation. After a hastily arranged family meeting, the canyon won out. (sighs) Maybe we should switch gears and um, we can talk a little bit about how your parents bent your emotional frame. We could discuss that. Somebody else said, I've waited five years to have a mole on my face removed because it was considered plastic surgery. Really? Here's another Kickstarter. Has anyone been paid for their Kickstarter investment? Did you make any money off of it? I've never done one before. This one says, we're all guys in our mid-40s. We have waited up to two years for our Hasbro Pulse Kickstarters. These are new G.I. Joe toys made to the original designs of the 1980s. They range from $500 to $1,000 with shipping to Canada. Wow. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, I got a text a few minutes ago. Uh, Well, I read that one. The person who said, my ex used to make two pieces of toast with peanut butter and jam every single morning, plate them, and then take them in the bathroom with him. He would eat them on the toilet right before he showered. Beautiful. And I said, well, that's disgusting. Stop doing that. Oh my God, you don't eat in the bathroom, do you? I do not eat in the bathroom. Okay. No, I don't even like... uh, I don't take my water bottle in the bathroom. I don't even like filling a glass with bathroom tap water. For some reason, I just assume it's pee-pee water. (laughs) You know what's (laughs) funny? In the middle of the night, if I get up, I will drink tap water, like right out of the tap in the bathroom. That's the only thing I consume in there. And sometimes I let a little shower water go in my mouth. "Eh," But then I go, that's warm water. That's gross. 
I've revealed too much. It would be a little off-putting if you went to someone's house, you go to use their bathroom, and they have one of those TV dinner stands sitting next to the toilet. Right in front of the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, what would you rather see in somebody's bathroom? A rack full of magazines or a TV tray? Or a squatty potty. Oh, I don't want to see your squatty potty either. Yeah, we don't need to see that. (laughs) I got this message. As soon as I read that one about the toast, though, Daniel texted and said, Ha, that's funny. I literally ate my McDonald's in the bathtub last night. It was a long day. Sometimes you have to multitask. And I wrote back and I said, I don't know whether to slow clap or throw up in my mouth. Like eating a McChicken in the bathtub? (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Uh... And then Daniel wrote back again and he said, I always snack on something while I'm watching stuff on my iPad in the bathtub. Mm, This is weird because now I'm feeling like, okay, eating something in a bathtub isn't so bad. But on the toilet, which is right next door to the bathtub. Why is it so different being on a toilet versus a bathtub, even though you could reach over and probably hit the toilet from where you are? Yeah. I don't know. That's living life, though. Eating the McChicken in a bathtub? And living life on the age edge, because not only is he eating the McChicken in the bathtub, he's also holding his iPad in the bath. Have you ever dropped that thing? There must be people who drop their iPad or their phone in the bathtub all the time. Because I'm sure that Daniel's not the only one who's watching Netflix in the tub. Probably not. No. Uh, I also remember... There was, weren't we talking on the air one day about people, like, I fall asleep all the time laying in bed with my iPad, and sometimes it just hits me in the face. And that's when I'm like, (laughs) oh, I should probably go to sleep now. And I'll put it on my table, turn off my lamp and go to sleep. And then somebody texted and said they work in a dental office. And the number of (laughs) dental, iPad injuries, iPads hitting people in the face or phones hitting people in the face when they're falling asleep at night. It's, it's a real thing. Man, do you ever think that if people who lived 100 years ago could see how we live now, I know, if my how grand soft we'd be happy, in their eyes? If Jack Moffat came to life, he'd be like, oh, just put me back in the ground. Just put me right back. I don't know. You're trying to explain the black eye you have? <laughs> they think it's from some fight or a war you were in? Yeah. Like, no. Sorry. I dropped my iPad in the tub. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, I got a text message a few minutes ago that says, I'm Daniel's wife. I can confirm that I came home from dinner out with my girlfriends to find him eating McDonald's and watching his iPad in the bathtub. He did put it all in a bowl. That makes it feel slightly more civilized. (laughs) Okay, slightly more. Sure. Uh, You there. Go ahead. Hi. Hello, Garner. How are you? Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! (laughs) How about you? What's going on? Okay, so when I worked at this oil and gas company, I was the receptionist back in the day, and uh, it made me so sick. There was this man that always would come out to the lobby every morning at 10 o'clock. He'd grab the paper, and he'd go into the toilet for like an hour, and then he'd bring that said paper right back and put it down. And I would chuck it right in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so he was clearly an out-of-the-closet pooper. He didn't care. No. He didn't no. care that everybody knew he was going in there to uh, break Read the leg the off. and take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put it more uh, eloquently and say uh, break the leg off a stool. But... <laughs> That's good. I've never heard that one before. (laughs) 
Uh, hey, is, it, is this Amy in Calgary? It is. <laughs> Amy, you are a delight, and it's always good to hear from you down there. Thank you. Okay, enough potty talk. Enough. It's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out here to my friend uh, Jimmy Pietrarca, you know, of the Summerside Pietrarcas, the Go Auto Pietrarcas. So he came and picked me up last night. We went to um, a Sports Central event. It was downtown last night. And until last night, I didn't really even know what Sports Central was. And if you don't know what they are, and I stole this right off their website, they retrieve, repair, recycle, and redistribute sports equipment to kids, 4 to 17. And these are all kids that might not otherwise be able to take part in sports. Okay, cool. So it's a fantastic organization. And this guy got up and spoke last night. Uh, his name is Wyan, and he lives in Sherwood Park, and he just told the story about how when he was a kid, you know, he's got siblings, single mom, and they couldn't afford sports. So Sports Central was one of these organizations that really helped them out. And he told this story, and I never even thought about this. His one brother is left-handed, so he needs that weird ball glove that goes on the other hand. But they didn't have one, and his mom couldn't afford one. So he learned to catch the ball, drop the glove real fast, and then throw the ball with that hand. Like, he had to adapt. And then Sports Central eventually came along, and they found him the right glove, and the rest is history. But it was a very moving little conversation. And then uh, Matthias Ekholm and his wife, Ida Bjornstad, I knew I was going to blow her name. They got up and spoke, too. Jean Principe hosted. It was a fantastic evening. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to everybody. The warm welcome there. It was it was a great event right downtown. And if you have some old sports equipment that's in good shape or you want to throw them a few bucks or maybe you're good at fixing bikes or fixing skis, you can volunteer with them too. Uh, it is sportcentral.org. You can find all the information right there. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.